Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of the Behind the Mask podcast show, we sit down with pro bowler, all pro, Fred Warner from the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, and he gives us all the goodies about the struggles what the 49ers went through after going to the Super Bowl the previous year. He talks about how can they come back from the injuries. Last but not least, it's a contract year. Fred, what are you going to do with the bag when you get it? Stay tuned. Let's go behind the mask. Welcome back to the top of the year edition, somewhat of the Behind the Mask podcast. I am your host, Takiyo Spikes. Joined alongside by my co-host, virtually better known as the... Your favorite plus-size model, two-tone reds in the building. Two, what's happening, bro? Hey, man, I'm chilling, you know, slow motion in the ocean. New year, new me. I, I see it. I see you got a new shirt you got going on over there, too, with the zippers and everything. Yeah, new shirt. You know, the ruffles on the side, on the sleeve. When you, when you touch it, when the ladies touch it, it goes... Ah. Uh. <laughs> 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 hey man. <laughs> anyway, bro, listen, man. I you you know it's the top of the year, and we gotta go inside of these locker rooms and get some of the introspective take of some of the best of the best. So without further ado, man, we're gonna bring in this pro bowler, also this all pro linebacker from the San Francisco 49ers. Man, y'all give it up for my dog, Fred Warner. Yo, 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 yo. What's happening, my boy? How we doing? How we doing? Gucci. Everything Gucci, my dog. How you doing, man? Man, I'm blessed. I'm uh, I'm doing well. Right on, man. Right on. So, hey, man, we going to jump right into it, man. The year is over. It's been a long year. And, you know, and I covered you guys every game for the most part anyway, but Man, when I was looking at it throughout the season, I think, you know, one thing, we obviously we know COVID had his effect on every team in the National Football League. But you guys not only had to deal with COVID, you had to deal with having injuries at every position, mm. the key positions, and then having to play home games in Arizona after Santa Clara put a ban on having group team activities of 10 or more people. So I guess it's a question that's been pretty much asked the entire time. But, man, boy, I can't even fathom, like, going through a season like that. How mm-hmm. was it, bro? Like, what was it like? Man, it was crazy. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was crazy. It was, it was unique. And you, you think back to when the season even started, there was a long time where everybody was like, are we even going to have a season? You know, dudes are training in the hopes that we do have a season. There was no OTAs, no off-season training program or just off-season activities. Um, and then you show up and then you start doing all these all these tests, you know, you have to test every day and you don't have to stay in a hotel anymore before the uh, during training camp and you, you get into the season and it's like, you know, all the all these injuries start happening. You see season ending injuries and they're happening early, you know, and it was it was bad to see uh, some of my brothers go down. But, you know, you have so many guys coming into the roster and starting on a on a game to game basis. And it was it was tough to, you know, to really try and compete at a high level, especially coming off a Super Bowl year, um, you know, but we, we fought. I mean, my, the, the dudes fought. 
fought hard and losing seasons are never acceptable. But, you know, I think we learned a lot this season going into 2021 to be able to be a better team. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you are looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. I don't know about you, but if you want them Ben Franklin's coming in, you best be betting on the bills because that's exactly what I'm doing. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. One of those things coming off of a Super Bowl run is you don't want to have that hangover. Like, you want to do the things consistently that got you there the first time. You know, even though you guys did come up a little short, but how tough was it when one of your leaders and Jimmy Garoppolo goes down, he misses like 10 games, mm-hmm. and you don't have that consistency consistency from one of your leaders? What, what was that feeling like? Oh, man, it, it was rough because, I mean, that's your franchise quarterback. That's one of the captains of the team and somebody that we rally around. And knowing that he's, you know, he's he's our quarterback. When, when you don't have your franchise quarterback, it, it's tough to, um, you know, to to win games. But we we did have some some great backups and Nick Mullen and C.J. Beathard who came in. They did they did a great job as well. Um, you know, it was just unfortunate the way the the injuries ha- like piled up and there was a lot of ankle injuries. Um, you know, I don't know what to attribute that to, but it was just something that was it, it almost was like just bad luck all year. So. Uh, hopefully next season we can correct that. Oh, bro, and you talk about bad luck. It, it definitely was over. I want to say we did the stats at the end of the year. You guys had over. Did you even realize? Y'all? I'm pretty sure you did over 40 guys on IR at some point throughout the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they have that new rule now where guys can come in and off the IR list. Um, and it, like, it was just tough. Like every Every week was different in terms of who we who we had up and who we didn't, um, and they're key players. They're, they're they're dudes that are that help us win football games, and uh, you know that's what that's what sucked. And anytime we if we if we had the guys that you know our, our best players during the season, like it's hard to compete with us because we are such a talented group and we have such a good coaching staff and scheme. So just not having those guys on the field hurt. Like some people were outside of the locker room, everybody got something to say. And they're cold, they're hot on Jimmy G. But I'm glad I get an opportunity to talk to you because I just want to know what it was like inside of the locker room when you see, obviously, the problem is not so much when he plays, he's not producing. It's the fact that if he's not healthy, he can't play. And then that's when the record, and like you said, he's one of the leaders of the team, things seems to go down the hill. Like, what was that perspective like just from all the other guys, just seeing him go through what he went through, being hurt, trying to come back, came back too early, got hurt again? How was that perspective, bro? Man, Jimmy, he's one of the toughest dudes I know. You know, he said, in my opinion, he probably was playing hurt that entire time. I'm not even exactly sure how the the process went for him. But, I mean, just, just a tough dude. And, you know, obviously having to endure with the outside noise of guys telling him, 
what he can and can't do. And, uh, you know, I'm, you know, all this noise about trying to get a different quarterback or whatever people try to talk about, but Jimmy, that's, that's my guy. Like I'll ride for him any day of the week. I think he can, he can, uh, you know, help, but he, he helped us win football games no matter what. And uh, you saw that last year and the fact that we won a Super Bowl in his, his, uh, his career record. And so, I think as soon as he gets healthy, then he'll be able to prove himself again. Well, since you came on board a couple of years ago, you led the Niners in tackles since you've been there. Pro Bowl now, and we already claiming this thing. It's already into fruition. All pro, Fred Dub. So, bro, so like after the season, I saw a comment to where you said, I can't wait until next year because I'm going to be 10 times better. Um. You know, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this offseason and giving everything I got to make sure I come back 10 times better than I was this year. And I was like, this dude already <laughs> had, like he already put the work in. So, Brussel, take me behind the mask. How in the hell are you going to get 10 times better? Because you might be playing that game already by yourself, bro. And that's a compliment to you for what I saw for you being able to accomplish on the field. Man, I appreciate that. It's humbling hearing it, you know, obviously from you playing at such a high level. And uh, for myself, I just know I'm just scratching the surface, man. And you can never be satisfied with, with your past performance, right? You know, it, the truest measure of performance is, is consistency. And uh, I know this past offseason, I didn't I didn't really even have the offseason I wanted because of how COVID hit so so drastically. You know, my, my place where I was working out shut down. I had to try and train somewhere else. I had some uh, some lingering me stuff going on and just kind of just trying to get to the season. That was my that was my goal. Just get to the season healthy so I can so I can compete. Um, and so knowing that I have an off season now, a full off season, just to just go in, map everything out I want to do. Oh, the deal, man! They want to count us out. They want to count us out. I, I know. Hey, I'm seeing a bunch of dogs right now. A bunch of dogs right now. Play for the man next to you. And uh, you know it's. I think I, I'm just scratching the surface. Like I said, like the game is slowing down so much for me. And every year I'm start, I learn more and more about playing off the ball linebacker because I didn't do that in college and, mm -hmm. and playing Mike. Yeah, you was you a know, DB, and, right? There you go. Yeah, I was out in space a lot, you know. And so uh, it, I just learned so much more about playing like the true linebacker position every year. And so I know next year I'm just going to be able to take that next step. You mentioned offseason. And I want to just ask this, though, because I remember we went through the lockout my last year playing in 2012. And we didn't know when it was going to be a season. We knew eventually it would be, but it was tough trying to train and prepare. And I can't even imagine trying to compare, compare that to what you guys went through. So how hard was that, bro? Like even trying to get with people knowing that, I, I don't know if you got COVID, you don't know if I got it. So how, how, how did you deal with that? Yeah, I tried to keep everything as similar as possible. But like I said, like there was a time where the facility I was working out at it shut down completely. I'm like, I'm scrambling because if you start to miss, you know, even one or two days for me, that's like I'm I'm behind. And so just trying to get that figured out. And, um, you know, the whole COVID, it was just like such a new thing. Like nobody really knew what it was, what was going on with it, like how bad it was. And um, it, it just threw everything off. So I, I did try to keep everything as similar as possible. It, was, it just wasn't as, you know, as I wanted it to, as I planned. And one of the um, attributed factors, I think, is a former teammate of mine, another two-time Pro Bowler or Pro, D'Amico Ryans. Hello, I'm D'Amico Ryans. I'm the linebackers coach for the 49ers. It's D'Amico Ryans. Oh. 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 Oh
Um, former teammate of mine, like I said, with the Texans, what has he meant for your development so early in your career? Oh man, I can't even I can't even begin to start with him. That's that's everything. I, I came in and he he literally took me under his wing and said, "I'm I'm gonna teach you how to play Mike linebacker." I, I always remember this one moment. Uh, it was rookie mini camp, probably or, or training camp, and the rookies always had to stay after to do extra rights, learn the playbook, and. Uh, we're working with the rookies and I, I had to give a call and I kind of said it, I, I said it kind of low. I'm just like, all right, guys, it's a uh, uh, Comperino, Comperino, something like that. <laughs> and, and me, and me pulled me to the side. He's like, he's like, nah, 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 nah. That's not how, that's not how Mike linebacker gives calls. You need to, yeah. you need to take, you need to take control of this defense. You run the show. And that always stick with me running the show as the Mike. And uh, you know, he's just, man, he's an outstanding teacher. You know, there's not a lot of guys who played in the league at a high level and been able to teach uh, the way that he does. And you, you see how he's able to develop guys such as myself, uh, Dre Greenlaw, uh, Aziz Alshair, you know, guys who have come through. And it's just been it's been, a, you know, a sight to see just, you know, obviously me being in the in the process of, of learning from him. So I know he's going to continue to develop as a coach and, and hopefully, you know, climb the ranks soon. And most coaches, they, they come off as intimidating. Obviously, we knew what D'Amico did on the field, but, you know, at the end of the day, when he do that smile, when he gives you that smile, you're like, all right, man, whatever, man. But, <laughs> but how, is he still intimidating as a coach? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he can get, he can get down now. Like, he's uh, he's intense when, when he wants to. I mean, he's always intense, but uh, he's still got that fire in him, you know, playing, playing the, the position and playing in the league. He's still got that intensity and that passion about him. And that's what guys gravitate towards. That's as a player. That's why I respect him so much, knowing that he did play the game and has that passion. So when he does grind, like he's going to grind it, like he grinds us. Uh, you know, he, he's not just going to slap around, like beat around the bush. He's going to tell you exactly what you're doing wrong and, how, and what you need to do to fix it. Uh, and if you don't, you're going to be standing right there on the sideline next to him. That's just how it is. Uh, you know, he's, he's black and white. And I think that's why guys respect him. And we have to, you know, fall in line because we know there's a high standard that he keeps. See, when you talk about black and white, I appreciate that because as a football player or anything else, when you got to be decisive, you don't want any gray area. It needs to be either this or this over here. Now, Robert Sala, your defensive coordinator, pretty much sure maybe 99% chance that he's going to move on and be a head coach somewhere else. And so when we look at it overall, I think the next hire could possibly be right there inside of that locker room, meaning up under that building with D'Amico. So you got the relationship with him. You spent the most time with him as him being your coach. Looking about, looking about 235. Two, <laughs> whoa. You great or you great? Legendary. Legendary. Yeah. There we go. Do you see him being that next defensive coordinator for the 49ers? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I just spoke on it, and I, I know for a fact that he could do it. He's one of the smartest minds I've been around, along with Sala. You know, they're both just extremely intelligent individuals, and uh, they know the game. I know Meek is – he's passionate about what he does, and he, like I said, that black and white is so important in making sure that the players have no gray area. And so I know he would continue to do that uh, as a defensive unit. And if he does get that, that opportunity, I'll be super excited for him and our defense. Oh, I know it, man. So yeah, I know you won't take him out of something when he gets it, though. Y'all got to <laughs> celebrate it. No doubt. You and Drake, no right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. No doubt. Hey, um, 
I, I thought it was cool to find out, you know, when you look at the end of the year, you put the work in. Every team has their awards. And when you look at the 49ers, you were just nominated or you just won the Lynn Eshman Award, uh, which I won, by the way, twice. I was fortunate enough to win that. Then you also won the award that Patrick Willis just would not allow anybody else to win the 49ers defensive MVP Bill Walsh Award. What does it mean to win these awards, especially the Bill Walsh Award, where it's voted on by your colleagues, your players? Like, what does that mean to you, bro? Oh, man, I can't even say enough about how much it means the world. It means more than any of the Pro Bowls or All Pros or anything like that, just because these are these are awards being voted on by your peers, like your, your teammates, the ones that are in your locker room, your coaches, the ones who are coaching you every day, even on the offensive side of the ball, they're the ones voting for this type of award. And so uh, you have the respect of your peers and your your, bro your brothers, your teammates, uh, it means the world. So the fact that they voted me for uh, those awards, you know, it's extremely humbling. And, uh, you know, I, I don't take that lightly. And for somebody to be so humble and, and so young, I think of – the, the 49er greats at linebacker, right? Growing up, it was Ken Norton Jr. Obviously, we on with Tequil. Um, Pat Willis, we just talked about. Navarro Bowman. What does it mean for you to be mentioned in the same sentence, same category with some of these 49er great linebackers? Yeah, I don't I don't think I've, I've earned the right yet. You know, I've, you got to you got to put it on tape for, you know, over time. And I think having this this year, is, is putting me in a good spot to to start to get in that in that combo, right? Uh, these dudes are all are all legends here in this building, ones that are talked about all the time, and um, you know just to and if people do mention my name in that conversation, man, I, that, that's that's an unbelievable honor. I can't say I can't say that enough, and uh, I'm just going to continue to grind. I know I have so much room to improve and and to get better. That's why I'm excited to to really attack this offseason, you know, and I'm. I'm, I'm chasing one thing, and that's a ring. Um, all, all the individual accolades, that's that's great, but I need to be the best player for my team to be able to, to win games. Spice, he says he he he's not put it on film yet. This dude was already three-time Pro Bowler killing it. You know what I'm saying? How? How? Are you seeing something different than I'm seeing? Hey, bro. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Hey, tell us how you really be talking in that you locker know what I'm room. Y'all oh, give, give, give it to him. No way, man. You go ask anybody. They know. They know, man. They know that's not that's not me. <laughs> but bro, when when you when you speak of Pat Willis, uh, my brother, love him to death. I actually talked to him and he was like, Spikes, that young man right there got all of the tools in the toolbox to be that next great one. Ronnie Lott even said, looking at the way that you play in 10 years, you should own the tackling record. Then we fast forward and we said, we look at Aaron Rodgers. He came out and said, very rarely do people, especially players, and you know how hard it is to garner that type of compliment. He came out and said, look, this guy's all pro. He's playing at an all pro level. When you get this type of praise, from Hall of Fame caliber players. Ain't nobody better. Appreciate it, bro, really for real. I appreciate that, for real, dude. That means a lot. That means a lot, bro, for real. What mindset does that put you in as far as how can I back this up? Does that add more pressure to your plate? Or is it something that 
you acknowledge and then you just kind of get back to work on? Um, I think I think it's a little bit of both. Honestly, I do. I think from the moment I, I stepped into this league, all I wanted was respect. You know, you get told everything you can and can't do when you're coming out for the draft, especially a dude coming out of BYU who played uh, dang near DB. Uh, you know, I, I hadn't played linebacker. And so all I wanted was to just earn that respect for my peers. And so just to just to hear those words, I mean, it, you don't understand how much that, that gives me that confidence. And it, there is a little bit of that pressure as well, though. You know, you got to when you hear those things about yourself, you know that there's that added pressure of, well, I need to go out and prove those things, uh, you know, not only to myself, but to, you know, to the rest of the league. And um, I, I, I take it on. I take it on with, with full confidence, knowing that my in my preparation and the way I do things, I'm going to go out there and I'm going you know, to be the player that they say I am. Hey, bro, when you talk about respect, I think all the real ones, like if you a real G, like you want to have that moment to where you say, you know what, I got that respect. I remember my first time having that first play in to where it was on a national televised game and got a sack. And I was like, I'm here now and I'm here to stay. What was that moment for you? What play was that? Man, uh, that's a good question. Probably last year at some point, you know, I think I, I really my, uh, my my coming out game was in Seattle. Uh, I think it was week eight or nine. You know, I had a game where I had two sacks and a forced fumble. And that defensive line on the field, make them play a lot of snaps. We figured Seattle would do this, and here they go. Third down and four. Look at this bull rush, including Fred Warner among the big guys up front. And Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator, is pumped up. Third and five. Pressure right on him is Fred Warner. And down again is Russell. We ended up losing that game, but I just knew I had that confidence in my ability at that point where I'm like, I can build off this. I, you know, people are starting to notice what I can do. And then we ended up playing a, a primetime game against Green Bay, you know, had about 12 tackles, a sack, forced fumble. Mm. And that's that's when I that's when I kind of knew I was like, OK, yeah, no, I'm, this is yeah, like you said, like I'm here to stay. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you, you, you're here to stay. We know that. All the fans know that. All the Niners faithful know that. Um, coming up, watching that linebacker position, who were some of the greats that you say, you know what, I want to pattern my game after? Uh, you know, being a being a San Diego kid, I always look, I always watched um, and admired uh, Junior Seau, uh, yeah. you know, obviously playing for the Chargers. And uh, that was one of my idols playing – uh Ray Lewis was was a wasn't still is obviously a legend the way that he attacked that he played the game with such passion and that's that's one thing that I try and show in my game is the passion that's not a lot of guys you know can really just instill that that fear into into their opponents you know just because of how how passionate they play the game and yeah you can you can you know you can make the tackles you can do this you can make the plays but how do you how do you do it you know that's that's my biggest thing and uh, you know, obviously Pat will Pat Pat is uh is the guy that uh you know for me that's that's one of the greatest of all time. So much respect to him as well. Hey, you know you realize you got everybody in the league now coming up with that flex when after you make a play though, bro. <laughs> right? Don't tell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why yes, everybody trying? Man, you need they got a little copyright. They, they're they're kind of infringing upon your copyright on that, bro. You're right. They uh, we need to we need to get some worked out. Where they, I'm making a 
<laughs> Listen, bro, you need to get you definitely need to get that thing. Put it on a t-shirt, and I'm pretty sure the Niner Faithful, Niner Nation, they would love to indulge in a Fred Warner t-shirt. No doubt. No doubt. I, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get started on it soon here. Shortly, uh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, you deserve it, man. But you know, before we let you go, my dog, we all know the game is a business. And when you look at your team, you're going to have a lot of turnover, uh, the possibility of a lot of turnover, which is a good thing because you guys are in a great position. You're still playing on your rookie deal. What would it mean to you to not only to continue being a 49er, but to finish your career as a 49er and get the big deal that you want? So me and you can, hey, we can go to Cabo together, bro. You know, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Hey, man, you're supposed to bring me, dog. You're supposed to bring me to Cabo all in this. Nah. Book <laughs> <laughs> uh, it. Man, but, yeah, it would um, it would mean the world, man. You know, this is a this is a first-class organization, you know, the best in the league, in my opinion. And uh, they do things the right way. And I, I would love to play in the, uh, you know, in the red and gold for the rest of my career. I would. And uh, hopefully that that's going to be the case. I just got to continue to control what I can control, and that's putting the product on the field that, uh, that the Niners can, and the fans can be proud of. Hey, one last thing. We know Niner Nation and the faithful, all of the fans, so glorious. I appreciate what they bring to the table. What message do you have for them coming up for this next year, even though this past year didn't go the way that you wanted it to? Man, I mean, they call them the faithful for a reason. You know, they stick with us through thick and thin. Uh, you know, I know it wasn't the year we wanted. And, you know, I've already said that I, I appreciate everything they do, all the love and all the support they share, especially through social media in, in the times where we can't be there face to face. Um, you know, I guarantee that we're going to come back stronger than ever. You know, everybody's attacking this, this offseason head on and we're going to make sure we bring bring in all the guys that we need to to go up and try and get a, make a run at this thing again. Well, my boy, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you for stopping by on the Behind the Mask podcast, blessing us with your presence, the insight, and what we really got to look forward to next year after you sign your long-term deal, man. Congrats in advance, my boy. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.